conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Favorite Michaels in the world. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's another beautiful day. I was fresh, Will. No parties last weekend. You look fresh. Yeah, you know, good night's sleep and uh, some good uh, sunshine out in Florida. I was going to try to record outside again uh, this week, but of course, on the dot, the the lawn maintenance guys showed up and uh, he would have a regular schedule, Will. I know. And it rained like a ton last night, so it's not uh, not very enjoyable outside. So Don't complain. Way. Here was minus two this morning Celsius. It was oh, yeah. freezing, so don't complain. I'm not complaining. I'm just uh, cool. making observations. <laughs> it's 75 <laughs> here today. It's perfect. Perfect fall weather. 
Well, uh, yeah, per- perfect fall weather, 75 degrees. <laughs> good Lord. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, well, Welcome to good- the top, bro. Welcome to the yeah. top. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to see you guys again. I'm excited. We got amazing, amazing guests once again. Uh, not only did I get to interview him um, at the RMA conference in person, it was really good, uh, but Steve Trover from Better Talent is going to be on uh, talking about talent acquisition, what does it mean to really uh, you know, hire right, uh, what's going on in the industry, not just for travel and hospitality, but overall the working force in general. Um, so I'm really excited for that. But anything that you guys have for uh, for the good of the order before we jump into a couple of our segments? No, I think we're going to need all the time today. There's a It's a fun and interesting and challenging topic that plagues us all, and especially in hospitality. So let's get to it. For sure. Well, I just want to say a quick shout out to our sponsors at Jetstream. Uh, go to jetstreamtech.io. Make sure that you tell them that the GMH guys sent you. We don't have a cool link yet. Uh, so it's not like Breezeway. You can go to breezeway.io forward slash GMH. Uh, but <laughs> you can <laughs> go there, let them know, and uh, we would love to, to see you guys work with them. So that's a quick shout out. Here we go to, I think we're going to do our startup of the week. We'll go with that one first. Yes, this week we have Tier. Actually, they raised $200 million in Series D. I think it's announced today, if I'm correct. So uh, Tier actually raised an, uh, a huge amount of $200 million in, in funds. Um, they launched only in 2018. I think in, in many cities, you see those e-scooters driving around. I think in total, they have 135,000 of them already launched. And uh, I think they're active in 150 cities, 16 countries I read. So... Uh, well done. I think they raised in total 660 million already. So two billion valuation show, uh, yeah, a large unicorn in less than three years. So well done. Um, funded by SoftBank. Well, if you know that SoftBank always doing large tickets, it's uh, not a surprise, but it did well done. You see a lot of competition in m- many cities, but still outstanding if you can raise an, an amount like this. So again, sort of the week is tier, the e-scooter uh, company, also micro mobility company from Germany. So that's the start of the week. I also want to announce that uh, next week, uh, if we're looking at events, okay, it was before part of the disruption report, but still I'm going to announce it next week. I'm going to be in London on the WTM, also some team members. So somebody's going to be there. Let us know. Uh, we can meet in there and it will be, will be fun. Also, we're planning again our IMIT hotel conference, the real life session. So as soon as the date, the place is settled, we'll let you know. So if you want to meet next week in London, for sure, uh, I'm going to be there. And uh, let's uh, let's continue. Thanks. Hello. Always good to see Grandma. So our topic this week on the show is employment and how to retain talent and attract talent and all of that. TUI announced this past week a really innovative concept, which is essentially, instead of giving people paid time off, literally paying for their vacation, paying for their next trip, and allowing them to stay even longer and even work from that location. And it got me thinking that it's it's a genius thing to do. I, I work in a startup that has unlimited time off, and... Often that means you don't take much time off. 
So giving people a paid trip as an employment perk is, is huge. And I think all of us that are in travel and hospitality have an easier path to doing that than maybe some other companies. So consider that for your next benefits package meeting internally and how you can attract and retain uh, top talent, encouraging them to actually take time off and take their vacations. We all know it's gonna, going to produce better results for the company uh, as people will be more refreshed and have things to look forward to. But well done, Tui. I, lo I love it. Great. No, I love it too. I think uh, the one thing that sucks is that I'm self-employed. So uh, I never get to send myself on a nice little vacation, unlike unlike the Tui employees. Sure you can. Uh, and what's better is you can expense it now. Amen. And you're, yeah, you're, you're say. come on, your job is one big holiday, Will. All the time. It's just a nonstop <laughs> holiday. Um, but it's nice what they announce. And actually, it's a bit what you see as a trend. We're giving our employees, if they're booking on Bedroom as well, they can they have a budget what they can use. So they can spend it actually. To also, it's good. Well, I think it's good that they're using the product by itself, right, first of all. And it's also, you can see that our membership more and more is also used for companies to give this employer benefit instead of that individuals taking membership by themselves. Okay, let's why not buying a collective. It's okay, our employees get a Bedroom membership for free because we care about when they're working but we also care about them when they're traveling so i like this sure. move um well it ties in perfectly so let's welcome in our amazing guest steve trover from better talent and we're going to jump into this topic in a deeper dive steve hey. welcome to the show my man good morning thanks for having me yeah good morning literally i love it we're actually on the same time zone too so that's nice. I'm not the one that's up at 6 a.m. to do the well, show. A lot more fresh today than normal. <laughs> uh, well, Steve, let's make a quick intro. Um, your episode is coming up on Slick Talk in a couple weeks, but we got to record in person at VRMA. And so now kind of jump into uh, your background and what better talent is. And then we're going to jump into, of course, the topic of, uh, of talent acquisition and retaining employees. Okay, great. Yeah. So I um, started in hospitality about 30 years ago, which ages me well. Uh, got into vacation rentals about 25 years ago and had a vacation rental company here based in Orlando, where I'm at now, uh, for about 20 years. And so I had a development arm to that called Purpose Built Vacation Homes. We designed, specced, and built. We had an interior design company called Beyond Furnishings. Furnished about 500 vacation rental properties over the course of 17 years. And then uh, got into the technology side of the business and developed a proprietary software platform for our company um, that ultimately became LiveRes, which um, about a thousand companies use today to run their businesses. And then I was very involved in the trade associations. Um, I was also vice president and president of VRMA for five years. So done a lot of different things in the space. Today, um, run a company called Better Talent, and we help facilitate hiring across hospitality, really focused, obviously, on the short-term rental vacation rental space specifically, but do hotels and resorts as well. So that's uh, what we do today. We're a fixed fee um, hiring platform, so we're not a traditional recruiter, but we help drive applicant flow of the right people for the right seats in our organization. Awesome. Well, to, to kick it off, Steve, what's, what's going on right now in employment and especially in hospitality employment? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a talent war, uh, quite frankly. And uh, we saw it coming pre-pandemic, uh, just in the sense that 
it was becoming more and more challenging to find great people for different parts of hospitality. And, you know, hospitality has a challenge. Sometimes people get burnt out and they leave. So a lot of our talent um, kind of goes and does other things. They, you know, they, we jokingly say they go into the private sector um, and, and leave, uh, so to speak. But so that was a problem pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. Um, it's it's a big challenge. And, you know, there's a lot of you know, frontline roles that just sit empty. Um, and there's a lot of challenges there. And we help our clients in that regard. Uh, but also a lot of people that, you know, seemingly were happy in their role pre-pandemic as things went remote. Um, some p- companies were not ready for it. And so people left and some of those positions are hard to fill for those that don't have a good plan for it. And so I think that is a, a lot to do with it. There's a number of different things that come into play right now that make this challenging. Um, but that's why we've got to be super aggressive in our approach and, and attracting talent. Yeah. There's a McKinsey report on the great attrition or uh, the great resignation. There's a lot of fun names oh. around it, but they, they cite two main reasons why people are leaving. The employees don't feel valued by either their company or their manager, or they don't feel like they belong anymore. And mm-hmm. Is that in line with what you're seeing or, or what else are you seeing of why people are, are leaving? Is it- yeah. And I mean, you know, why would they have felt um, that they belonged before the pandemic and not now? And again, it goes back to some of those companies weren't ready for remote and things were going more and more remote, you know, pre-pandemic regardless. And, and a lot of, of, of businesses is being done that way. But companies that weren't prepared or, or had pushed against having remote team members weren't prepared in the sense that they didn't have the tools to, to properly engage. They didn't have a plan of engagement. And so I think that's, you know, when they say they don't feel like they belong, that's the differentiator right now. Um, now, does that mean everybody wants to come back in the office? Not necessarily. Um, in fact, when you look at polls of people in general, employees, if you will, um, they, they, the most common thread is that people want a hybrid of both remote and in office. They want some time in the office and still want to have their time at home. And so companies that are bringing everybody back, for example, and, and forcing them back in that situation, some of them are finding that that's challenging. Obviously, in hospitality, there are roles that just have to be boots on the ground in office every yeah. day. Um, there's nothing you can do about that. So that's not necessarily what the, what's affecting that those roles. But anything that can be some part of remote, um, the hybrid model is what people really, really want. Yeah, well, we've seen during the pandemic, it was fast, pretty stable. We didn't see many people leaving. But you see what happened the last week. A lot of rotation. Um, there's a lot of going on. And we are have a hybrid model. We have a lot of perks for employees and, and making it flexible. But still, there's so, we see there's so much going on and people like now they start searching or they start not applying or there's there's so much rotation in, in there. When during the pandemic, it was for us pretty stable. So it is a bit for us. We have to really find new talent as well. So people watching, feel free to, to, to join. But it is it is tough. It is it is more tougher than before. And it's like, what what else can we do? Right. We just we have this hybrid model. We're paying okay. I don't know. You don't always have to look at what you said. What we, I think we all know, we don't have to compete on salaries or if we're just giving stock options or anything. We try to do and attract talent, but still super tough now, more tough than ever before. Yeah. Well, couple couple things. Um, people are, are leaving now, and 40% of people that are leaving don't have another job lined up. Like, 
they're either want time out time off because they're burnt out or they're just super confident that they're going to find another job uh, that they just can't deal with the one they're in right now any longer, which, you know, in times I, I graduated college in 2010, uh, which was like the bottom of the job market from the 2008, 2009 recession and finding a job was not easy. And now it's, you know, abundant jobs are everywhere and employees aren't. So it's, it's wild. And then one more comment. Uh, I've been remote for five years, so I'm used to it. I like it. I want other people back in the office because when I'm remote and everyone else is remote, there is no kind of start and end to the day. And when the people were in the office, there was a start and end to the day. And now that no one is in the office, it's really malleable. And, you know, it, uh, I, I, I wish people would get back in the office. <laughs> oh, we're not, for example, good example. No we, being in the office. <laughs> we were looking for a new recruiter, right? And maybe we should uh, hire you, Steve. But we were, just, we were looking for a new recruiter. And then we had one applied, pretty good candidate. He's like, I only want to work remotely. I never want to come to the office. For me, it was pretty difficult because I think it's a new employee. You need the culture. You have to know the people, especially when you're working, in my opinion, in HR. A developer could be a bit easier, engineer. And now, of course, we say, okay, it doesn't work for us. We want somebody who comes at least sometimes to the office, right? Because you have to understand the culture. And I think especially in HR, when you're working with people and hiring people, I think still understand the culture is pretty important, even though when we're offering hybrid model. Yeah, there's no question in, in, in doing things from a remote basis, though, that can include people. And I'm not just talking about group Zooms or whatnot, but you've got to come up with a strategy. And there's a lot of different stuff online on how to, to do that. And obviously, there's companies helping facilitate that today um, from a supplier perspective. But, you, you know, if you don't have a plan, that is a plan, right? So, um, and then the other side of this is, and when we say we can't attract people, um, most of the time when I talk to somebody who's struggling to attract people I, and I ask them, so what is your plan to attract? It's, you know, throw an ad on Indeed or it's it's one dimensional. It's not. And if I asked them what their plan was to attract new customers, they'd have 46 ways they do that, the marketing yeah. budget, the plan and all of that. And yet our biggest challenge right now is not customers, it's, it's the team, right? And so if you don't have a plan for that, um, then that is a plan, right? You're, and, and for you to say, I, I can't attract people where you're not doing a very good job. And I know that's not everybody. And so, you know, some companies may have a, an all-encompassing marketing plan as it pertains to people and the execution, but, and they're still struggling. But if you're not doing it, you probably are for sure. So, and that's what we work to do is, is help from a sourcing perspective. And you got to go after passive candidates, not just active candidates looking for a job. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's the differentiator. And if, if you're not doing that, um, and, you know, uh, I think Mike you mentioned that, you know, multiple people came up to you at Mira May, um, and, and everybody's actively recruiting right now. And, and that's what should be happening. And if you're not recruiting, um, people are recruiting your team. So, yeah. Well, I've even, I've even had people say, Hey, what would you, what would it cost us to get you to go work for us full time outside of the podcast, outside of recreation, like give up everything to come work. And it's like, Whoa, this is like active people, like going after other like business owners, like not even just, uh, employees and, and staff members. Um, and the one thing we were talking behind the scenes was pretty interesting because this is a topic or at least a, a segment of the whole like 
talent acquisition side, but it's getting people to take ownership. And um, I think Ross mentioned that behind the scenes was how do you get people to take ownership of a, of a project or even their position, you know, regular duties when it's like this mix between of, yeah, we're going to be remote, but then we might need you in the office, but then we may never go to the office or we may always be in the office. Like, how do you make, how do you manage that side of the flip side of that will is your team. If they don't feel ownership, they don't want to stay. Right. For sure. Yeah. You have to give them ownership of projects. And if they're not owning them, then they're not the right fit. But For sure. you, you have to empower and enable your team. Uh, and when you enable them, you need to enable them to make all of the decisions as well, not, not just uh, tell them they have a, an important role and then you're still calling all the shots. Yeah. You have to be able to trust your staff. And then if you can't trust your staff, then you hire Steve to find somebody who, who you can trust. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, that was that was kind of what I was going into was, you know, what's uh, the best way. But, um, yeah, that's good. But you think, like, you will see more hires, so uh, just the larger companies just buying the smaller one just to get talent? Yeah, and we've seen some of that recently for sure, um, where, you know, if you look at the value that they were buying, a significant portion of that, acquisition was the talent side of it so to your point it does happen interesting what um what do you what's the most innovative like retention or benefits steve that you've seen from some companies well i like uh what we were just talking about as far as the paid vacation i think that is a, a phenomenal tool and and to the point that was made we can generally speak in hospitality we can put that together at a less cost structure for the company than than most. And, and we did, you know, uh, some of that and in, in my companies in the past and, you know, you want your team to go and experience the product, so to speak. And a lot of them have not. So I think that's a really great um, tool, but I think right now it, it goes back to f- flexibility. And if that's unlimited PTO, if that's uh, more vacation time uh, than you traditionally would have. And, and frankly, you know, some, some companies are really tight with vacation time. They just won't let, in, you know, individuals come in. And I, I would argue that if you give somebody a vacation week, for example, per quarter, they're going to be more productive overall than without it. They just will. And I almost, you know, we practically would force people to take a vacation because otherwise you're going to have burnout and you're going to lose them that way. And so I think yeah. it's really, really important to give them what they're looking for in that regard, but almost make sure they do it. Right. Because it, it, it yep. is a great way to, you know, and they'll appreciate that in a big way, more so than some of the other perks that we see out there. And, you know, I think it's great, you know, gym memberships and all the things that that companies throw. Um, but the reality is I don't think those move the needle as much as this PTO or paid vacation type concept. I think people want time off more than anything else. Um, the other thing they want is they want to know that that founder or CEO or the leadership team is, is heavily involved and they're going to know that they are a part of a team that is moving forward in a cohesive manner and that they're connected with that team. And so, you know, so many companies, when they go to market, they want to just put a laundry list of perks. But if you're not speaking to what the value prop of working for your company is at the beginning of a job ad, let's say, um, then you're not, you're not going to attract the people that are really looking for that. Right. And so a lot of companies have a great, you know, culture 
They just don't speak to it and they're marketing for people. And I think that it's really important that you have that employer brand out front uh, before you tell them what they're going to do and how much they're gonna, you're going to pay them for it, if that makes sense. So attract people first with the culture and the business that they're going to be involved in and get them excited about that and then go into the details. Yeah, 100%. And you, you said something that I've long wondered about um, for the past two jobs I've been in. It's been unlimited time off which in many cases means like fewer than two weeks a year. Just right. you, you just don't take it. I love the idea of forced vacation. Like banks mm -hmm. do it. Banks force you to take two weeks of vacation a year. Uh, like we're in the vacation industry. We all know how important vacations are. Like yeah. why are we not forcing our companies, our employees to take vacations? Exactly. Whether it's, whether it's a minimum of two weeks a year or a minimum of four weeks a year, like, why are we not forcing it? Um, well, I think there's a hard time like of unplugging just because of stuff like this, you know, like you are constantly available. Um, granted, like, yeah, you can turn off your notifications for Slack and your email and all this other stuff, but I still think like, even when I'm on vacation, I'm still like, back you know, it's head. adding up, you know, it's just backing up. Yeah. You have your device. Also the mix between private and business has changed, right? Before it was just an email, you can get a call, but now you get your, whatever your WhatsApp or your other services. And if a notification from your colleague arrives, you're just going to read it, right? And if there's an action needed, you're just going to do it. So I think this whole, yeah. of course, it, it is changed already. And I think it's also more from nowadays. But another thing what's actually surprised me, because I remember when I was young, of course, you just want to work for a company, right? You're applying actively and it's like, this will be the great employee. I think now it is changing. You want people to work for you. And this, I think it's, it's shifting a lot. And I'm... It surprised me actually before as well. We saw a lot of people applying actually. Now we actually have to recruit people. And I would just say five years ago, people were just applying because they want to work for us. Of course, it's still happening, but you just have to search so much harder. Is it my concern is a bit, but you maybe you think differently, but is it the end that the companies are almost not deciding anymore what to offer, but the, the employees are going to say, I want this. And otherwise, I'm just going to go somewhere else. And before it was different, right? You just offer them something. It was a yes or no. And now it's turned around and just they come with the rules and with the conditions. Yeah, it's such an interesting time right now. Like it's wild. And, yeah. and to be, I mean, I think we all kind of feel that we're on this precipice of a recession potentially. Mm -hmm. And for this many people to be resigning uh, with that kind of looming is, is super interesting. Well, as CEO and, and founder of a company, it is tough, right? Because you have to balance it. The other hand, you just don't want to say we're going to increase everybody's salary just to keep the talent. You have to find a balance because, of course, you also have to make sure. Just So this balance, for me, it is tough, right? To find a balance, okay, finding, keeping people. But yeah, it's not whatever it costs, right? It's also finding a balance there. The other hand, you want to recruit new people. You can see, of course, the market is changing. And yeah, you see the employment costs are getting up, right? You just, and it is... As soon as you're giving somebody some some changes there, everybody was okay there. And Holland always say, if you give somebody one finger, they take your whole hand, right? So, and then it's a bit concerning what you see now in the market, right? You see that if one engineer tried to get a race, his colleagues say, hey, I saw that, that he's got a race. And what is my situation? Before you know, you have 50 people in front of your door. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> point. Costs get get changed quite a bit. You hire new people with new benefits packages, and then you have to retro it to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's expensive. 
the balance yeah. balance is, is tough right and again i fully agree you have to take them with you in your journey and of course they have to feel we had a long discussion about it today in the, in the we work on a new strategy and say okay how can we really make sure that they are just following our directions and the strategy and they are just aware right and they're engaged in what we're doing and it's not always easy last six months was a crazy period within the company and in the direction we went to and now it is more clear but i think yeah for sure it has some impact that people left our company because the directions were a bit uh unclear maybe in the last month right so i think it, indeed we saw it as well like they need clarity they need a future in front of them they knew, know what is the direction of the company i think you have a good point there 100 steve i have a i have a question for you um just to wrap it up for for this episode is what's the i, I guess big ways that leaders in companies whether it's a founder ceo or just even you know the top you know c-suite uh you know staff how are they keeping the how are they keeping the team engaged? Like, that's what I want to know. How, what's, what are the constant, like, best ways of keeping a team, whether they're remote or in office, engaged in the culture, engaged in the vision, engaged? Like, because you don't want to beat it to death, right? You don't want to be right. like, we have great culture, we have great culture. But then your your staff is, like, drowning in work. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious what you've seen. Yeah, we're, we're a big fan of EOS, which is the entrepreneurial operating system out of the book Traction. And yep, love that in book. that book, um, and we did, you know, for years we've been doing EOS implementations now. Um, we, we don't do it today. We're pretty focused on the hiring part of the business, but still highly recommend it to every single client. And the reason is it inherently keeps people and teams engaged, right? And so you have a your weekly meeting and the, the right structure. And in that meeting, you make decisions through the vision and through the, you know, the core principles that you that guide the business. And that inherently keeps people together. You also have a scheduled quarterly offsite for the leadership team. And then within, you know, various teams within the organization, you do the same. And so having that, that quarterly touch point where it's face to face and you guys are together for a couple of days, that weekly set meeting where we have accountability in the business because a big part of this is people do not like to be on teams where everybody's not working collectively to get things done. And if somebody's left to their own accord or they're not pulling their weight, that really grinds on the other part of the team. And so when companies are executing collectively together in a cohesive manner, people want to be on that team when they're not, they don't, it's as simple as that. And so I think, you know, it, we talk about all, you know, fluff and things we could do to attract and foosball tables and all that. People want to be aligned with another, you know, with a group of people that are all working together cohesively at, to get to a goal and a story. If, you're, if you've got that, you're going to have plugged in people that want to work there. Steve, I want to put you on the spot here and then we'll move into a segment where we all put each other on the spot. But... <laughs> Who is the best company in the in the hospitality industry at your experience in doing that? The best company in the hospitality industry in doing that. Yeah, that's really putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't have a good strong answer for that. We have a lot of clients that I would love to call out right now, but the other clients will get upset at me. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, no, we... There's a number of, of companies that are doing it really well. And those are the ones that have been, that, that started a while ago and they did not stop. And a lot of people will do something like EOS or, you know, you know, we do behavioral profiling within companies and that helps them to understand each other. 
And our clients that do that really well with us and really engage in it um, are the ones that are the best. And so who's the best? I, I honestly don't have an answer to that, but there are a number of, of them that have made a decision to do this and do it well. They're all doing, they're, they're the best companies in their markets every single time. And it's because it's not because they have better tech or better properties or whatever it is. It's because they have the best people working together. Yep. End of story. I like that. So. All right. And then the last time we put on, put you on the spot, um, we do a quick rapid fire. So I'll fire off a couple of quick questions and then Ross and, and Will will do the same. Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Morning person or night owl? Morning. That's beach changed. Or, beach or mountain? <laughs> What's that? Beach, beach or mountain? mountain? Ooh, mountain. Fly or drive? Drive. Marriott or Hilton? Hilton. Oh, wow. Ooh. I want to ask Marriott or Delta. <laughs> <laughs> I had this question, just wrote it down, Marriott or Delta. Because Can you choose Michael? I'll ask you, Marriott or Delta? Delta. Okay. You say Marriott or Delta? They're two different. But I know, but yeah. he has to choose. He's always talking about those two. So Delta. yeah, yeah. Delta. Okay. Airplanes is the one that gets me there the fastest. I don't care about the brand. So <laughs> Spirit Booking Airlines. Or, Booking yeah. Expedia. <laughs> What's that? Booking or Expedia. Ooh. Expedia. Airbnb or Furbo. Furbo. Kep or hat? What was it? Kep or hat? Hat. He's American. <laughs> Will? Uh, my, tacos or cheeseburgers? I don't eat cheese, so tacos with no cheese. Okay. Uh, beer or uh, cocktail? Cocktail. Uh, hotel or vacation rental? Seriously. Vacation <laughs> <laughs> rental. Okay. Max or Lewis? What is huh? it? Is Max or Lewis? Americans don't pay attention to Formula One, Ross. You see, yeah, I'm that's why I'm asking. I want to see if he knows them because see. last weekend was the F1 in Austin in the US, right? And they were just on TV saying American people now love Formula One. So I was curious oh. if he knows. I do. I just, I just don't watch TV so enough to be, yeah. Uh, but I grew up. They on said since it was on Netflix, they said every American loves Formula One now. It's like become big because of Netflix. Yeah. So I was curious Netflix. if you would know, but you see, it's still not. Just don't even watch TV. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was All right, a Will, you got the last question. question of the day. The brand. I actually, this is actually where I dropped the ball, guys. I didn't get that one uh, this morning. Uh -oh. So uh -oh. uh, up now. I am. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm trying so to find one the, that we haven't done before. At the end of every week, of the top six hotel flags, they represent 120 brands. So we always do a guess the guess the flag with the brand. All right. That's, um, that's gonna be tough. Yeah. My uh, my track record I'm like one for five, one for six. Pretty bad. Ross is a little bit better, but he's from the hotel side. So let's see, let's see your knowledge of hotels. Don't pull uh, it up. Okay. Don't okay. and yeah, hand check. Um so the one the the I, I don't have a picture for it, but it's event hotel. Event hotel. Event hotel. I saw it. I'll guess. Marriott. 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 Marriott
<laughs> Steve got it. Steve got it. It's wow. uh, is, is uh, Marriott. And I'm retired yeah. at one for one. So there you go. There we go. Was that all right, Steve? Was that a guess or was that knowledge? That was absolutely a guess. I just forget <laughs> probably the most amount of brands. So I, you know, they do. yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, they they're do. the top. All right, awesome. Thanks, Steve, for being on the show this week, and we're really excited to see what you guys are doing. Obviously, we're linking your company in the show notes uh, for everyone who's listening and following. And then we'll see you guys again next week. All right. See you guys.